Thundergrunt Podcast Network. Curioso is someone who inquires in esoteric matters, a collector of knowledge. Curioso Podcast. Uh, welcome to another installment of the Curioso Podcast. And it's not just us today, we actually have some visitors and friends from uh, the Thundergrunt Podcasting Network. We have Hobo Radio here with us today. Which one of us is the visitor and which one of us is the friend? Uh, you, you, I'm not going to tell <laughs> you to the end. I think Hobo Radio would be the visitor and you guys <laughs> which are the, the friends. Friend. Yeah, I'll awesome. volunteer to be the friend. If, <laughs> I'll, I'll be the friend. Let's just say I'll for the record, I'm the friend. And I'm okay. the visitor. Yes. Yeah, 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 that works. That works too. <laughs> I, so let me also just say I'm looking around the room and we are very beardy. I mean, I'm, I technically have sideburns, yeah. but just the entire podcasting room, uh, the studio is filled with beard right yeah, now. It's true. Mm-hmm. We're yeah. all distinguished. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yes. Some of us more than others. That, I'm definitely dating gray. a man, so no one thinks he is homosexual. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the biggest beard of them all. <laughs> So we didn't we didn't come to talk about beards today though. We came to talk about one man who I have never seen a single picture of him with a beard uh, uh, before. Uh, mustache. Uh, well, but that's about a as mustache. far below his lip as he let it yeah. go. Uh, we are here to talk about Tesla today. Uh, and the band. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I mean, there's so. We, well, we did, you know, the, the Guar episode, and we did the, the, the Joey Ramone episode, uh, and we, uh, what else did we do? We did another one. Uh, but yeah, Tesla was such a great band that we wanted to talk I misunderstood about the no. assignment, you guys. <laughs> yes. no. Let me throw out these notes. <laughs> Are you sure it wasn't the car? Uh, well, I mean, we can discuss uh, the Tesla motors, if you'd okay. like, but uh, we really came to talk about the man who inspired all of them, Nikola Tesla. That's how you say it, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. So, I mean, you know, are there there three syllables in in his last name? Nicola. Right. Last name. Yeah, that's a good. His his surname, just so we can all be consistent. Tesla or Tesla? Do we know? Well, it's T E S L A. So So that would be Tesla. Tesla. Yeah. You've been saying Tesla. Tesla. Well, I'm. You're adding a little stank on it. Yeah. (laughs) Is that the Serbian pronunciation? It is, in fact. Tesla. So, I I, so. It, it's actually the Lithuanian pronun- pronunciation of Baltimore. Tesla. Oh, okay. Und- yeah. Understood. So, this is through several filters. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, it's, yeah. I also, it, the only accent that I can actually affect is, uh, is what is it, South Australian? So, uh, yes. Yeah. If you've been drinking with Germans. It, through, <laughs> through all of Scotland. Underwater. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Drinking French wine. We, right. we, we all know I talk funny, okay? It's never, it is not. That's a running gag. It's, it's, it's a given. So, but okay, so, uh, so the reason why uh, we wanted to talk about this, this episode should be coming out on the 9th of July, and the 10th of July happens to be Nikola Tesla Day. Tesla. Right. Tesla. Right. Now you guys got me all weirded out. <laughs> Uh, don't worry, we probably won't say his name again the rest of the show. So it's called NT. He was a uh, yeah. He was born July tenth, eighteen fifty six. So uh, you know we kind of wanted to celebrate him and his life a little bit by having a podcast about him. Mm-hmm. Legend has it that he was born during a 
fierce thunderstorm, lightning and everything. Adding some That's foley. family legend. No kidding. That yeah. seems yeah. I, I mean, it seems I fitting. Would've, I would have <laughs> said that too. Yeah. <laughs> right after. It's, yes. Yeah. If, he, if he'd right. grown up to be a father of dragons. So according to the family legend, him being born during the the lightning and thunderstorm, uh, midway through the birth, the midwife rang her hands and declared the lightning was a bad omen and that the child would be a child of darkness. So, and she also was reported to say that, uh, well, the mother replied to that, no, he will be a child of light. So it, mm-hmm. is, it is Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah, totally. Totally. You had me at yeah. midwife. <laughs> Let's talk some major things that we just commonly know, okay, before we actually started getting into the, like, actual timeline. Did you guys learn about Tesla in high school or no. middle school? No, that's actually really, I wanted to talk about that, because to me, I never heard the name Tesla until probably my 20s. Okay. Like, it just never came up. You were like, Edison, that's it. Yeah. And then it's like, I don't I feel like the rise of the internet has sort of given this push to Tesla, where, like, people started to give him his due. I know the guy from the oatmeal has been like, that's been his personal quest. <laughs> really? With the <laughs> yeah. diabetes? Yeah. No, the guy who runs the website, the oatmeal, he does oh, the comics. Oh, yeah. 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 Sorry. Wilford Brimley does run that website. <laughs> no. I don't know if you guys I didn't, I didn't Internet, oatmeal, they yeah. just didn't seem We've, to mix. Yeah, the, he's a comic, yeah, he's like a comic strip writer yes, on, yes, on the internet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I but know, he's I know been, that. like, he was raising money for a Tesla museum at mm-hmm. one point. Well, there, there is one. I think he, that was him, though. Well, oh, there's really? A, there's yeah. actually a few of them. Right, uh, well, there's one in his hometown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and then there are a few in the, the States, you know, sort of. To there's also homage. one in, in Serbia as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I believe there's a smaller one in... Uh, in Colorado Springs, mm-hmm. but I mean, we haven't even gotten there, like the touching points of everywhere where he's kind of been. But right. but uh, yeah, it, the uh, it's is it it's Weyercliff, I believe. You check the spelling on Weyercliff. Yeah, he's probably, probably not even close. By <laughs> W E R E, like as in werewolf. It's a changing cliff. A full moon, it changes to something else. <laughs> A valley. <laughs> right. That'd be crazy. A hill. <laughs> just a hill. Gradually sloping hill. It sucks if you're hiking. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. Or mountain climbing. <laughs> Start all over. Or mountain climbing, you're almost to the top. Of the yeah. <laughs> yep. But if you already know it's a piece of cake. That's true. You go to the valley and then... Just hang out and just hang on out. the so-called Made it up, you guys. summit. <laughs> <laughs> but what... Same thing for me. Like growing up, the only Tesla I knew about was that horrible band. Sure, yeah. you know, and that was it. And yeah. they, their one big hit, uh, they didn't even cover. They, they, it was a cover, right? It was it four man electric band. Yeah. Mm. Signs, <laughs> signs, signs. Oh yeah, yeah. That was an old. That was an old sixties. Right? Yeah. yeah I tune. feel the first time I heard his name was when I heard the term Tesla coil. Yeah. yeah, and I thought, why is that called Tesla coil? I looked it up, and I said, oh, it's named after a man named Nikola Tesla. The end. Right, right. It was basically, he invented this thing. Yep. That's all you get. That, that's right. probably all he did. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Just right. one thing. Yep. And right. for me, really, the impetus was, and I don't know if this is what happened everywhere, but personally, I was starting to look, like, hear rumors about Edison's bullshit. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. and so you you kind of scratch that that scab a little bit, and underneath you find it's all it was Tesla. Yeah, yeah. I mean he would he Edison basically shat on this man mm-hmm. the any way he could, and that's how I started researching Tesla because I thought, well, Edison seems like a bastard. He hates this man, but why? Right, growing up, you know, Edison was a great American inventor. Was, yeah, that was it. You got that chapter in your mm-hmm. history book. Exactly. It was like, let's talk about Edison and all the cool shit he made. Right. Wizard of Menlo like, Park. Yeah. There was no beating him. Look how look how many patents he has in the yeah. U.S. patent office. And it, and it turned out to be the Wizard of Oz, and he was the guy behind yeah. the curtain mm-hmm. shitting on everybody, and you couldn't get the heart. You know? But well, they, they played into her childhood love of patents. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Well, I mean, I think a patent. A patent. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Because you heard that Edison worked in a uh, Edison. Um, Einstein worked in a patent office, and right. then that was like, well, then awesome stuff happens there. <laughs> right. Of it's course. The genius factor. <laughs> well, no, you were told that he. You know, at first you hear Edison invented everything, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the then, Earth. and then as you get older, you realize, oh, Edison has hundreds of patents. Mm-hmm. And then a little further in your life, you realize, wait, He patents. has hundreds of patents mm. because of him and a slew of researchers yep. and teams designed and built things together. Not one dude. So he, he was the original patent troll. He was the troll. He was the troll. Here's the thing is that he actually, like all the people in his employ, he paid them to basically do the inventions. Okay? Right. Uh, but I have an idea, or this guy has an idea, I'll pay you to make it work. Yeah, so, so basically they would make it, and he would say, great, okay, I'm going to go ahead and patent this. So he would basically take you know, the invention from them and then patent it himself. So, and and that, that was the thing, is that you know, he was such a, a proponent of, uh, or he, he, he was all about the, the DC power which we know today as batteries, right? Mm. Batteries produce DC power. but Direct current. Yeah, so... Uh, Jinx. <laughs> so the problem is with, uh, with DC power is that it doesn't go very far, which is why it's great for, you know, radio-controlled toys. Mm-hmm. And your uh, laptop. You know, and your laptop and things like that, but it's not very good for powering huge cities because the wire that they would have to use would be as mm. thick as your arm. Right. So, bigger, yeah. yeah, like yeah. all copper wire, which would be worth... A lot in today, by today's standards. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like if you have if you have some um, a, a plug that's in a receptacle in your wall and it goes to a device, it's going through there through a means of direct current. Mm-hmm. Right. That's how it gets there. I'm not saying it's not important, but that's what it does, and it mm-hmm. does it very very well. Right now, if you want to light up a city, you might need what Tesla invented. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Wait, you you can say it if you'd like. Go ahead. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. You, I'm sorry. It's alternating current. <laughs> that is the AC in the DC, <laughs> which now we're we're to a much better band. <laughs> TNT. <laughs> Oh, which, by the way, I, I uh, messed up the name earlier. It's Wardenclyffe Tower, which is the tower that he has in New Jersey, which is what the oatmeal is crazy about, okay? Mm-hmm. That's actually in Shoreham, New Jersey. So that uh-huh. was the, the tower that started construction in 1901, where Tesla was, he wanted to use it for a lot of different things. He wanted to use it for, like, radio transmissions and uh, possibly... You know, and this is a an invention that never exactly got off the ground. It was kind of one of the secrets that he took to the grave. But uh, it did. He did turn it on. Yeah, yeah. But and he wanted. He he thought he was getting signals. He the first time he wanted to get signals from Paris, uh, and in return he didn't get signals from Paris. He got them from Mars. Well, at least he thinks it was Mars, but it was basically solar radiation. 
uh, affecting the gravitation around Wyclef, Wirecleff, Wardenclef. Wyclef. One time. I, I, won't, <laughs> I won't turn it on till November, on till November. Right. <laughs> so he actually got a signal. He just didn't know where it came from. It wasn't Paris because they hadn't turned theirs on yet. Mm-hmm. Alternating current. So from my understanding, direct current is, say you have uh, a million, you know, a million watts, and that goes directly to something, you know, mm-hmm. a, a, an engine or comes from an engine to power something. There is nothing that is the power coming out, power going in. That's it. Done. Alternating current, you can take that million watts and put on uh, transformers and a few other little devices that will adapt it to back to DC, and you can throttle that down to 120 volts, like we we do in normal house uh, outlets. And that was the great thing about AC, is that it didn't just go one direct, the, the electrons didn't go in one direction, they went in both directions, so you could do whatever you wanted with them. Because so you could yeah, send them so out at low, 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 low wattages that by the time it got to where it needed to be, you could step it up back to a million. Mm-hmm. And yeah. vice so versa. It, it comes basically it's you know, like water is flowing in both directions except for it's electricity. So instead right. of flowing in a tube one in one direction and that's how much power you get, it flows back to you and you can just turn the tap and take off as much as you want. Right. That is the idea behind it. It was a lot more efficient. Uh, It made, you know, powering devices a lot easier because you could step up with transformers depending on what the equipment was and you'd be able to power this, you know, mic setup or that light all with using one line coming into the house, mm-hmm. you know, because you just transformer and just change what it, what it needed to do. Which, by the way, is what we almost exclusively use today. For, oh yeah, we still use everything. we still so. use DC. Like like I said, your your laptop, that mm-hmm. little box yeah. in the middle of your cord, that's what it is. It's a mm-hmm. converter to convert AC to DC for your laptop. Yeah, it's all it does. But uh, so, but the, the AC current isn't his only invention. I mean, no. he also he discovered the electric motor. Which, I mean, we use in weed whackers all the time. Well, he didn't discover the electric motor. Uh, he had kind of taken a bunch of different ideas and developed it into the fully electric motor. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because there was a ton of different... Is it the rotating magnetic field? That's, and yeah, and that. That, was what, that was what caused it to actually become mm-hmm. like a centrifuge? Yeah. I know he invented uh, the radio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, who is it? Marconium? Marconi? Marconi. He had, I believe, three or four patents that uh, the United States government deemed he was the inventor of the radio. However, shortly after Tesla's death, uh, the United States government went back and said, you know what? We're wrong. Tesla had these patents years and years before uh, Marconi had them. Marconi was actually friends with Tesla. Tesla, you know, said the guy was a, a decent guy and didn't mind if he used, you know, his work. And uh, so he had taken some of Tesla's basic, like, fuses and, and uh, transformers and transistors to make the radio. But Tesla actually made all the parts. 
So, what you guys need? Well, the, you know, what we were talking about the Tesla coil, like when we think of the Tesla coil, we think of, you know, the, the, the little, you know, what is it, the, where it shoots up and electricity shoots up in like old Frankenstein movies and things uh, like that. Mm-hmm. But there's, you know, the te- a Tesla coil is in basically every single piece of electronic equipment we, we use. You know, mm-hmm. it's in TVs, it's in radio. And, and that, you know, that's that's really one of the reasons why we have what we have today, yeah. you know, with electronics. It just doesn't buzz loudly and shoot off lightning. <laughs> yeah. So. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's still pretty cool, though. But it's not arc lights. I, right. You know? I think my favorite photograph, though, of uh, of Tesla is the one where he's sitting there reading and he has like a, what is it, a Faraday cage or something mm. right behind him and it's shooting lightning out in all directions yes. right behind him, yeah. which, of course, is really embodied in, uh, what was the movie? that uh, Prestige. Yeah, the Prestige mm-hmm. that Bowie yeah, portrayed David him. David Bowie <laughs> doing a really, really bad, uh, I don't know what accent that Serbian. was. Serbian. Was that sort? He was trying yeah. to. Well, he was. He was born in what was called Austria. Um, <laughs> David Bowie. Yes, David Bowie was born in <laughs> Austria, um, but it became part of Eastern Europe. <laughs> <laughs> and you just made that. <laughs> no, but Bowie's uh, rendition uh, of Tesla is. It's. I don't know. I, I think that's similar to how he behaves. You know if. We could go back in time. I'm sure, I suppose. You know, because if you notice in the film, he doesn't really shake any of his hands. Nope. Tesla was kind of a germaphobe. Yep. Hated pearls for some he weird hated reason. Hated pearls? Pearls, yeah. Apparently Crazy he was, thing to hate. He wouldn't talk to women who were wearing, uh, you know, <clears throat> who had a pearl necklace or pearl earrings. Wouldn't talk to them. Just did not like him. Okay, uh, but although Tesla, being the handsome man that he was, and if you take a look at photographs, he really is a... Good-looking guy. He is yeah, a good-looking yeah. guy. Uh, he remained celibate his entire oh, yeah. life. And I love his reasoning. You know what? He was, he was, well, it, it was, was a distraction. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> He's he, like, was, he was such a nerd. Yeah. No, <laughs> he was the proto-nerd. I mean, yeah. he yeah. was it. Oh, yeah, definitely. I can't think of another one. He was, he was so fastidious mm-hmm. in everything. The way he dressed, the way he groomed himself, the way he carried himself. Yeah. He was, I mean, he was 6'2". I am 6'2". Yeah. He was also like 150 pounds, <laughs> so which like is a, no shit. He's like a rail. Yes. Yeah. So it's me, but like a few pounds lighter. <laughs> but it's quite a few. Like five. <laughs> like five pounds lighter. No, he's very spindly. And he he was also, um, I, uh, I understand that he, the, the people that worked for him, he also wanted them to be groomed and dressed a certain way because right. he thought it was very important the way the world perceived you, and mm-hmm. the way the world perceived you is what you put on the outside, so it was important to put on a good, uh, a jacket on your book, if you will. Right, right, exactly. Um, he very famously um, uh, sent one of his secretaries home to change because he thought that she kind of look, uh, looked unkempt, and he didn't want that representation of, um, of his organization. Nice, nice. I know him and uh, Edison were almost completely opposites. Edison was short, Fat, mm-hmm. you know, kind of always a mess. A bit disheveled. Yeah. yeah. He was he was like a disheveled dandy every time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. So uh, so it, it's kind of strange, but Tesla actually started working for Edison not even before he went to the United States. He started working for him in Paris. Yes. Uh, and then eventually, uh, basically, he was sending Edison letters, you know, kind of, you know, telling him, you know, these are my ideas, things like that. And Edison brought him to the United States 
and just kind of realized with what he was creating that mm -hmm. he could actually be a, a, a great creative force for his company. Right. Brought him to the United States so he could be closer. I personally think that it's maybe, you know, one of those uh, keep your friends close, keep your enemies closer, 100%. even though yeah. he was still working for him. I think he immediately rec recognized Tesla as a threat and knew mm -hmm. he had to keep an eye on him. A threat oh, yeah. and sure. a talent, like Absolutely. both at the same time. And yeah. he's like, as long as I can keep him under my big fat thumb, <laughs> my big fat unkept thumb, thumb. Yeah. <laughs> then my, without, you know, without having to clean my fingernails out, then, mm -hmm. you know, I'm going to do that. So, so basically, uh, he came, uh, it was 18, 1885, Tesla claimed that he was offered $50,000 uh, adjusted for inflation. And I found a quote for, from 2007. I know mm. it's seven years ago, but it's basically 1.1 million yeah, at the so time. Yeah, so is that a trillion now? Yeah, something like yeah. that. Uh, you know, I would think prob we're probably from talking. From seven years ago? Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. About a trillion. And it'll buy you one gallon of gas. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So uh, he, he wanted him, uh, Edison wanted him to redesign his inefficient motor and generators, making an improvement into in both service and economy. So basically trying to get his motors to work properly and to work more, you know, uh, more economically. Right. I mean, a lot of people said that, you know, Edison's, the actual lights in people's houses were very, very weak. You know, you'd barely have, have light in your entire house because it, it didn't produce enough electricity. Yeah. Yeah. So you're using, you're expending all of this power, you know, and you're getting little tiny bits of it. <laughs> it doesn't, didn't make any sense. Work. And he actually adopted, uh, he adopted a lot of uh, Faraday's principles in doing that and gave him credit and actually uh, wrote about how much he admired Faraday mm. um, instead of sweeping him under the rug like other people would have. I'm not going to name names, <laughs> but we've said it a couple times. Right. Well, we're kind of, we're kind of sort of getting into that because that's where like the really crazy stuff starts happening, mm. okay? Oh, definitely turn of the so. century because, I'm sorry, but Thomas Edison does not get lumped in with those the other robber barons of the era, but if he wasn't that, I don't know what else he would have been because right. that's exactly what he was. I mean, he was taking advantage of the entire situation with the, um, uh, with the industrial revolution and having the resources right. um, to stay at the front of the pack. Well, he had so many backers on his... Uh, just for his, his business. Yes. You know, and they were part G of the 1%. J.P. So Morgan. J.P. Morgan. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying, you know. So he had people in his pocket saying and doing whatever he said because they were making a profit off of it. Absolutely. So he's, it, he's Mark Zuckerberg. Essentially. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> Tesla is the Winklevoss twins. <laughs> <Right>. yeah. <laughs> Of, of their of their day, so yeah. but this is one of the things that I like. So after after he basically said he was going to give him fifty thousand dollars to come over and you know redesign all of his uh, you know motors, uh, came over and he asked for payment for his work. Te uh, he, Edison responded to Tesla saying, "Tesla, you don't understand our American humor." Completely breaking his word, and he was only earning eighteen dollars per week. And uh, I mean, it's it, it really wasn't very much for what he was doing at the time. Right. Uh, and then when he asked for a raise to up to $25 a week, uh, and he was denied that, that's mm. when he decided to completely part ways with him and right. resigned. Right, I mean, the, the joke was a little bit bigger than that. The, uh, the whole $50,000 thing was, Tesla was working for the company, and he was helping m more maintenance Mm -hmm. uh, was he literally digging ditches at one point? Well, that after. was after no, he that had was left. After. When he after. resigned, that's what he wound up doing for 
the Edison company. Cash. No, you, no. No, seriously. The company he was digging ditches for mm -hmm. was owned by the Edison company. Oh, geez. Because they were putting up the poles for his electricity. Yeah, I hate seeing that. Yeah, that was shit. But the, uh, the joke um, that Edison calls it was basically he, company-wide, he said, anybody, anybody who can make uh, my equipment be more efficient, I'll give them $50,000. And, of course, Tesla says, I got that. I, can, I got it in a few months. And he did it, made it hugely successful, a lot more you know, energy efficient. And then Edison was like, um, I didn't really think I'd follow through. It was a joke, you know, but more of the penny pinching sort yeah. of Edison. Yeah, I know. mean, do you, do you see the metaphor of Tesla digs a giant hole and Edison puts his giant pole inside of it? <laughs> <laughs> it literally happened. It really did. Really, really did. So in 1886, he started the Tesla Electric Light and Manufacturing uh, Company. Uh, now, this was because... The ELO. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we're getting better every time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> uh, Tesla planned to sell his license and patents and inventions to, to, to make money. Mm. Uh, because he invented the arc lamp of high efficiency, the carbon electrodes were controlled by electromagnets or solenoids and cl a clutch mechanism that had an automatic fail switch. Uh, the company earned money, but most of the capital gained went to investors. So then again, you know what I mean? He's trying to make money and it's all going to the investors. Right. So with, with his, you know, with his arc lamp. He's really just getting screwed six ways to Sunday. Yeah, like clearly throughout his entire life. He's a genius, but he doesn't have the business either backing or just know how to he navigate that world. Yeah, that's, that's the whole thing. It's that's like, the problem. That's what made him the genius. Yeah, but that's, like, that's the, the, the yeah. great and the horrible thing about Tesla. It was he had all these wonderful, fantastic ideas for not just himself, but for the entire world. Yes, he wanted free electricity. He wanted free power. He wanted global information sharing. He came up with basically, uh, you know, uh, smartphones. The idea of a smartphone to be able to call someone from here, share information, text, he did that already using, uh, you know, the, the, the Tesla coils and a few other things. Like he already had figured all that stuff out. He just didn't make it tiny yet. Right, right. <laughs> well, that's just, you know, in time. Um, but he wanted it all to be free. Say like a company like Verizon. You pay for your phone, right? Now imagine Verizon just charging you for your phone, and the service was free. So you just pay for your equipment. So every that's single time you need a new phone or you want an upgrade or whatever, you pay for that, and that's and it. And that's what Tesla yeah. wanted to do. Mm -hmm. I'm cynical, but I'm like, those phones would last three months. <laughs> they would just fall apart. <laughs> Can you imagine 1890? The, the day after the warranty, right? Yeah. Yeah. right. So. Spring just pops out. So the worst, the worst part... <laughs> The worst part about his, uh, his Tesla Electric Light Company, uh, the, so basically uh, because all the investors, the people that he got to invest in to start this company, not only you know, uh, took all of his money, but mm -hmm. then at the, at the point where they just did not agree with that AC power was, was the right way to go, and mm -hmm. they wanted to go with DC, they kicked him out of his own company. Yeah, pretty much. So they, they booted him. So he was, he was out again. Yeah. So until he got uh, until he actually started talking with Westinghouse. Is Westinghouse where he found his bread and butter? I, I think so. Most of them. Yeah. 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 So, so he, was, he was digging ditches for the Edison company, 
which is hilarious. And uh, what's his name? Is it John Westinghouse who is the owner? I want to say James or Charles. Yeah, I think but now that we've got the big three, we're going to be right. I think we. Yeah, the big George, <laughs> George Westinghouse. Damn it! <laughs> okay, so it was George Westinghouse. He actually was at one of the stations checking, you know, to see how things were going. Found Tesla digging, you know, be like, what the hell are you doing here? <laughs> and right then and there, he was like, come share your ideas with me, come work for my company. And Tesla got out of the hole and was basically like, all right, I'm done. Mm-hmm. And that's what kind of started that relationship because they went to have lunch and sort of like BS'd about Edison and all this crap. And yeah, that's pretty much where he, he was for majority of his time. So I mean, during all this time, it, it, also the, the war of the currents starts happening, yes. you know, right around the, like in the three or four years from like 19, uh, I'm sorry, from eight, like 18, nine, 1888, 1891 to uh, it was around 1893, uh, that, that, this is where like the war of the currents happens. This is where he actually patents the, the, the Tesla coil. Uh, and then he also becomes a naturalized U.S. citizen, like mm-hmm. all during those like four years. Uh, so what what really happened? What was the like the huge amazing thing that Tesla did with Westinghouse? Uh, first off, he gave him the fifty thousand dollars that that basically that uh, that uh, Edison owed him. Okay, right. and that was right. to help you know start you know, his inventions back up. Mm-hmm. But uh, he also wound up lighting the World Columbia Exposition, which is, uh, you know, there used to be these gigantic, like, innovation, like, expos, yeah. and th- this is one of those. This like happened in 1893. Yeah, like a, a World's star- Fair. A Stark Fair. Gotcha. You know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> a Stark Fair. Yeah. yeah. So he was actually able, with, with, the, with AC current, to light the entire... World's Fair, the Columbia Exposition. Right, with with one of his so. inventions, the fluorescent light bulb. That'll never catch on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we're kind of getting into the meat of it, and basically, I, I really wanted to mention the, the whole war of the currents thing. So we kind of touched on it briefly earlier, but so at the time, Edison really thought that DC power was the thing, and when he... Th- you know what he thought would would happen was, uh, you know how I was talking about the uh, the copper, mm-hmm. you know the copper wiring that's going to be like the length of your arm to try and power entire areas. So in order to have the grid, you would have to have a power station every basically every on every mile, yeah, every, every single mile. mile you would have to power it. And with Tesla's invention, the AC current, you weren't going to have to have that. no every five six hundred miles you could have a big station and then run run your cables, and then transformers somewhere down the line to split them off to where they needed to go. In between. Yeah. So uh, so in order to get back at Tesla and to prove that AC current was not the way to go, he started using AC current to basically electrocute things, mm-hmm. starting off with small dogs and cats, yeah. uh, you know, going up even further to larger animals uh, until eventually, like... I guess the two main large animals that he went and electrocuted uh, was an elephant. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now, this one elephant is Topsy the Elephant. Uh, it was actually uh, it was actually filmed at the time, and you can probably go online. And you see definitely her, her, can, her but killing. I'll give you some advice. Don't don't do don't, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's yeah. rough. Yeah, he he eventually uh, Edison in towns that he was doing this you know exhibit of showing the harm of AC current. He would 
have his people go and gather stray animals and even like swipe and steal animals from, from neighbors and townsfolk just to show people, this is dangerous, you don't want this in your town. And at the time, uh, Westinghouse had something like maybe 80, 90 power stations. Because they were, they were in competition with Edison for a good few years, but using the same sort of DC current. Edison, of course, had something like two, 300 stations around the country so far. So he was already kind of ahead. So basically, Westinghouse going to town to town saying, hey, we're the electric company for you. You guys should you know, get electricity from us. Edison would go to those towns first, fry a bunch of animals, scare a bunch of people, and they'd be like, no, sorry, Westinghouse, we're not going to do it. Holy shit. It, yeah. was, it was a smear campaign. And now, I tried but, to find how many animals that he actually did this with, and I, I cannot actually find a list. No, it was a lot. So, I yeah, used a monster, was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but I did find out that the very first animal that he killed was a dog named Dash. It was, he was uh, electrocuted him in 1888. So you could say he was dashed? He was dashed. He sent a thousand volts of uh, uh, th through the dog. The fuck is wrong with this guy? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's eighteen dickety whatever. I mean, who knows what their mentality is? But uh, also, the the one thing we kind of glossed over uh, is the Topsy the elephant though was actually sentenced to death. Yeah, we, like, yeah, that was, yeah. Like, yeah, no, yeah. it was it was an yeah. evil. Elephant. She was a uh, she was a man killer. Yeah, she, I, I, no, I couldn't find it in in my research, but I think she actually killed three men uh, because. In training, she just wasn't a very good trained elephant. I mean, well, you know, some things you can time, control and some things you can't. Yeah, but also at the time, they like to punch, kick, whip, starve, you know. Which is not, doesn't happen now. Watch, no. Watch not. Blackfish on Netflix. <laughs> that was kind of the point, yeah. <laughs> so, but, uh, but yeah, Topsy the Elephant, yeah, you're right, absolutely right. She was sentenced to death because she was a, a man-killing elephant. Right. Um, now, just a, a weird uh, little sidebar. When I was going to sideshow school up in New York with Todd Robbins, he was my teacher at the time. He's, uh, he's apparently actually, I don't know. Anyway, I probably shouldn't talk about all that. Anyway, he's the guy who taught me how to eat fire, how to swallow swords when I was up in New York at Sideshow by the Seashore. One of the things that Sideshow by the Seashore has is a blow-off. And a blow-off in a, uh, you know, basically in a carnival is uh, an extra added Thing, like a ding, take a little bit of extra money, and you can see this last thing. You wouldn't see it anywhere, and we didn't advertise it outside because we didn't want to tell it's, you it was the you know the eleventh. It's 11th not act. just in carnivals; it happens in uh, massage parlors too. Yeah, well, I mean, possibly. So, so yeah, that's that is called the blow off. So. Um, <laughs> You didn't so, learn that at that. No, no. <laughs> but one of the things Todd he just would do in the massage parlor. <laughs> one of the things Todd would do is uh, he would tell everybody that there was, you know, like a like a, a fifteen hundred pound woman who was sentenced to death, and you know he would just basically talk it up about, and you could come and see her execution right in the next room, and you know it only cost you a dollar, and then they would get get in there, and they would see that it was an elephant, and they'd be like, what the hell, you know? And he's like, what woman is fifteen hundred pounds? Well, you know. What I mean, like he would, you know, he, he would explain it, and he'd be like, "And I said that she had a trunk. What did you think she was carrying? In a, you know, so if anyone complained, I told you in all, all almost uh, all uncertain terms that she was an mm -hmm. elephant, and you just didn't listen. And but that that's kind of what a blow off is most of the time. So, but it, you know, usually you can see something really cool, and they actually used uh, the Topsy the elephant video as a as a blow off and i just always thought that was kind of neat and absolutely gross all at the same time mm -hmm. yeah. 
So, uh, but that is not the end of his executions because in 1890 uh, actually came uh, a convicted murderer called William Kenner that Edison campaigned for the opportunity to create a more humane method of capital punishment and he was the person who created the electric chair. Hmm. Using alternating current, right? And uh, William Kemmer, Kemmler was the uh, was the first person that was electrocuted in uh, Edison's uh, old Sparky. Old Sparky. <laughs> so Edison just became a supervillain, right? Yeah, like, basically, right? Yeah, he was. He's Mr. Glass. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, it burned through Kemmler's inside <laughs> for a whole of seventeen seconds. <laughs> the entire time he was gasping for breath. The second charge lasted four minutes, and Kemmler was burnt into flame before finally dying. It's because he didn't wet the sponge. Yeah. Before yeah. He there you go. Yeah. It yeah. might be the only person who, every time they think of an electric chair, they think of Henry Dean Stanton saying, I'm one horny motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I can think Every time I see an electric chair, that's all I can think of. <laughs> that's weird imagery. <laughs> right? <laughs> Let's talk about a few other little things that I didn't realize he invented until just doing some of this research. Laser beams. He, he invented laser beams. What, hold laser on. Laser beams. No, 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 is this the whole thing where he invented the, the, the death ray? No, no, actual laser beams. Okay, but there was he, another thing. He did have thing. plans for a death ray. Yeah, he had yeah, plans for a death ray, and so I, we was, all. I was reading yeah. it. <laughs> he had it aimed right at Edison, so <laughs> it's kind of okay. But you're saying that he actually invented lasers as well. Yes, yes. He okay, was able to focus know. electricity into a strong enough beam using mirrors and, and little you know glass tubes and things. He made a laser. That's awesome. Yeah. Laser. Laser. Well, yeah. So basically, the the whole thing about the um, about the, the the death ray, though, mm-hmm. is it seemed like to me like when I I watched a whole video on it, and basically his idea with the death ray was not so much a death ray as it was that was the media that called it that. Yes. Um, it was actually like a like a particle gun. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like a rail gun, right? With yeah. magnets and it shoots a particle out, but the particle is so teeny tiny. It's, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? That it's, that it can shoot through things. And his idea was, you know, it, it, satellites weren't even a thing at the time, no. but he was thinking, you know, if he could get something up in space, uh-huh. he could basically, you know. Link sh- in li- with his coils to yeah. the, the gravitational, you know, field from the stuff in space that he shot up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and basically, and. He also sent letters to all the major governments of the time, mm-hmm. giving them all pieces of that invention. Yeah, giving them pieces of the, of <clears throat> you know of of what he thought, and he he was like, well, if they all have it, and they can all figure it out, then you know we're not going to have any war anymore right. because we're all go- basically he created the arms race, <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and the Star Wars program, <laughs> right, right, way ahead of time. Wireless transmission, remote control. Robots, uh, turbines. Oh, do you hate him now? <laughs> <laughs> Not a robot fan. They're, they're just going to destroy. This is a different show, but they're going to eventually true. rise up and kill us all. I just so everybody knows that. Come with me if you want to live. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> is that what so you're yeah, working? All aware. I think. He, yeah. Did he didn't he invent radio control, and the first thing he did was yes. make a boat. Yes. Which is awesome. But yeah. I was like, why didn't he do a car first? But then I realized that there were no cars. Well, there were, <laughs> and there definitely were boats. So that <laughs> right. was kind of an, right. a natural inclination. And X-ray. He was the one who, who found out how to, you know, 
see into people. You know? Yeah, they, well, they weren't, they weren't, I don't think they were called x-rays at no, the time. They uh, but yeah, they eventually became known as x-rays. But he was the one who pioneered the, the pieces of equipment. X-ray technology. That would yeah. make the yeah. first real x-ray right. machine. Yeah, I think he, the missing piece was um, Mary Curie's research. <laughs> right, years and years yes. of exposure. But I mean, that's what you do. That's where the development comes in. You know True. what I mean? I mean... Faraday didn't come up with the perfect motor, but mm -hmm. it was the basis for Tesla's motor, which yeah. was the basis for Ford's motor. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? That the development. What didn't happen was um, one cotton-headed dandy coming <laughs> along and snatching it all up and taking the credit. <laughs> right. But you have to understand, like he did. He had like over seven hundred patents worldwide. That is a lot of fucking patents. Mm -hmm. Now you try to get a patent. You know, and you're going to be waiting around for 700 years to get the patent done, unless you have people like you know Westinghouse or J.P. Morgan behind you. Yeah, make money off of it. Make money off of yeah. it. Just do the patent. Don't invent anything. Just write down patents. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what happens now. Is people are just yes. like, I don't know, a spacesuit yeah. that yeah. Uh, <laughs> plays music. Well, it's like and people, food. Well, yeah, <laughs> it, pl it plays both. <laughs> Yeah, like you can just patent that, and then someone makes it 50 years from now, right. and then whoever has the patent is like, you owe me money for yeah. that. Right, well, it's, it's like people buying websites, you oh, know? Oh, yeah. Well, but that happened with podcasts. Like, yeah. that was the whole thing yeah. with the patent troll that tried to shut down podcasts, because they mm -hmm. had some bullshit patent that, like, allegedly controlled recorded audio that was, like, meant for audio books. It wasn't recorded right. audio. It was listing audio files in a numbered sequence. <laughs> yeah. Seriously? Yeah. That's what it's, it was. Wow. That, the, the, that was. That's one of the things that they, they were talking about it, uh, is that the patent office has uh, kind of really just kind of giving them out. You know what I mean? They're not really looking through them and seeing whether they're extremely specific and useful, mm. which they're supposed to be. A patent is supposed to be oh, yeah. extremely you, you, specific and useful, and they're, they haven't been. So when, when they started giving them out, like in the 80s and 90s, when you know you, we had recording equipment to be able to, you know, to make things. We've had that for a long time. But I'm saying they gave out that. <laughs> not just they, the 80s. No, no, no. No, I'm saying, but, you know, with when we started, like, getting digital things. Oh, with things the interwebs. And, yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah, and the internet. Uh, you know, to be able to display that, and and basically the the patent trolls are buying up those patents well, so that are, are just kind of vague, so they can go and they can sue people, and it's a shakedown. Mm -hmm. Well, so are big tech companies too. Are like yeah. like Google buys up patents proactively, not to shake anyone else down, but like to protect themselves. Themselves. Like, yeah, anyone who develops who has money just tries to scoop up as many patents as they can, mm -hmm. so that someone else doesn't have it. <clears throat> right. Yeah. And so Edison started all this. <laughs> that's what we're, that's what we're getting. Much, yeah. He uh, was the first money grubbing wanted, jerk. <laughs> I also wanted to mention that uh, that uh, Westinghouse, along with uh, Tesla, created the uh, electric power plant at Niagara Falls. Mm -hmm. They were the people to uh, be able to harness the uh, majesty that is Niagara Falls in order to uh, give power to people on both sides of the uh, of the Canadian-U.S. border. Yeah, uh, the, the hydroelectric turbines they use are based on a turbine that is from Tesla's old designs. Mm -hmm. and, and I gotta be honest with you, I went, what, what's that little, uh, the little boat that takes you out, my wife and I went to Niagara Falls, and there's a little boat and it takes you out, like almost underneath of the falls where you're getting soaking wet and you have mm. to wear like a poncho that they give you and, and everything. like the Maiden of the Mist. Or yeah, something. the Maiden of the Mist, and yeah. it's awesome. It's really cool if you 
go, I would say, go to the Canadian side and go get on that because the Canadian side is way cooler than the American side. But uh, so you can I was actually seven get on when I went there, and I can tell you the Canadian side. Right? <laughs> That's what I'm I just saying. Know that. Oh, I've yeah. never <laughs> been, and I can tell you the Canadian side. <laughs> but uh, but anyway, so yeah, definitely get on the Made of the Mist. But you actually get a pretty decent close-up view of the electric power plant. And also, if you have a chance, go and walk up around the park up top because you can kind of like you're on basically on top of the falls as you're walking around the park and you get to see like a you know another piece of the power plant and they're they're supposedly taking the power plant and they want to turn that into a tesla museum as well so that's another possibility that the the niagara falls plant will be a tesla museum as well i'd be at a tesla museum so quick oh yeah yeah but i think that's because we kind of started there and i don't know if you guys know the answer to this, but I just, like, I find it fascinating the rise of Tesla in our lifetime. Like, because mm-hmm. I, I feel like when we were born, he didn't get credit. You just learned Edison. And it's, like, over, I'd say maybe the past decade. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. But, like, there's been this push to, like, we should recognize this well, guy. there's also been a, a major surge in sort of, like, the embracing of science and nerddom. Yeah. Sure. No. You yeah. know, like, that's a thing. Like, it's yeah. on TV. So people are like, oh, science and nerddom, I must have it. Well, it's, it's I mean, you know, you have uh, you have people like uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Right. You know what I mean? Who are becoming superstars of science, you right. know? Uh, Bill you know, Nye. And, you know, you have yeah. tons and tons of people in different little, you know, Things even um, uh, Alton Brown, the the food guy. Oh yeah, but he's he's super science. Oh no, he's uh, now you're per- talking old Merce language yeah. over here. Yeah, I perked up. <laughs> what do you got on Alton Brown? <laughs> but I'm saying like he takes a scientific approach yes. to most of his foods. Yes, yes. it's chemistry. Yeah, totally. exactly, exactly. So you have just you know culturally we have this boom to kind of support you know nerddom. Right. And before that, you know what 80s, 90s, it was kind of like hip to just spend lots of money and be flashy and you know well the 90s nerds. was about liking nothing you had to, yeah, yeah, you had to exactly. lean against walls and look, wear flannel try to look cooler than the guy next to you <laughs> yeah um which was hard to do it's just a line of cool guys yeah uh, it, everyone <laughs> looks like more and more of a homeless person <laughs> right and take it to the homeless guy and he's got a he's actually in a band or something yeah yeah, yeah. yeah that's Kirk Cobain. yeah exactly <laughs> exactly but you had this sort of like you know that natural progression and I don't know, it seems to fit. And now with, you know, what Tesla wanted in, you know, the 1800s, early 1900s, uh, this global sharing yeah. of information. That's it. that's what it is, right? It's yeah. the it's the sharing of information, it's the freedom of information. Exactly. It's the freedom of the internet that lets us know the facts mm-hmm. and not the tainted history right. that some bow tie wearing seat <laughs> sucker suit hanging out in <laughs> son of a bitch. That and where all the porn is. Yeah. Yes. So, and that's, I think that's what he was working towards. I mean, well, he, he, was, he was a celibate man. Well, well, he didn't date. Don't know if he wasn't dating himself. Oh, you know? sure. He did love pigeons. Yeah, he loved pigeons. There's a he quote. Was, uh, like, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's where we get that into was so the, weird. the, the, the But pigeons. also, <laughs> he didn't date. He loved pigeons. <laughs> no, okay. <laughs> Before we get into You might the, want to put a space. <laughs> comma, comma, space. Also. I, also. Also, not instead. <laughs> there you go, yes. But before also. we really get into that, let's just say that he was probably a little 
OCD? A, yeah, like a little a little wacky. Right? Oh, he was little probably, wacky. Absolutely he was he wacky. He was probably on the spectrum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, is that is what we're thinking? <laughs> but yeah. aren't aren't most people with IQs like bordering, yes. you know, 200s, yeah. you know, past yeah. that? Like, you have to yeah, be a little quirky. It was, it was said by the head waiter at the Waldorf Astoria that he was to have Tesla's dinner prepared at 8 p.m. every single night. With 12 napkins. Mm-hmm. And he would wipe off every single utensil. Because he didn't start eating until precisely 8.10 right. p.m. Oh, yeah. Every, sing- every single <laughs> night. Right. So, uh, so are, are we getting to the death? Okay. So Tesla died. He was living at that time basically on milk and Nabisco crackers. That sounds like a great and diet. Yeah, that's it. Like, he, you know, I, I'm thinking, is that like Nilla wafers? Uh, is that Nabisco, it? No. I it think had it, to be Nabisco? Tesla was a brand whore. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's it. But one of the last interviews, and we, we kind of had mentioned the quote just a little bit ago, but this is the quote from one of his very last interviews. I have been feeding pigeons, thousands of them, for years. But there was one pigeon, a beautiful, pure white bird with light gray tips on her wings. That one was different. It was a female. I would know that pigeon anywhere. No matter where I was, that one pigeon would find me. When I wanted her, had only to wish and call, and she would come flying to me. She understands me, and I understood her. I loved that pigeon. Yes, I loved her as a man loves a woman, and she loved me. As I looked at her, I knew she wanted to tell me she was dying. And then, as I got her message, there came light from her eyes. Powerful beams of light. Yeah, so he, he's a little... Okay. <laughs> so you said it right. Yeah, okay. He loved that, that was, pigeon. I mean, he was very old at that point as well. Yes, yeah. So he was advanced yeah. in years and wacky to begin with. Right, but if you go back to his childhood, there's a, there's a, a part where his brother dies in a riding accident. And apparently it took him you know, almost a year or so to get over it. But during that time, he said he had visions of weird things like lights and ghosts. And and so he kind of may have been like that most of his life, Okay, you know. But absolutely brilliant. Right. At the same time. Some quirk. That's I mean, brilliant. And and as as progressive as he was, if you look what was happening um, in science, uh, you know, towards the end of his life, even he was skeptical. He was skeptical of Einstein's theory of evolution, completely mm-hmm. skeptical. He didn't think that the electron was a thing. And if it was a thing, he wasn't sure that it produced electricity. He didn't buy into that. Mm-hmm. He thought the atom was the smallest form of life, could never, ever be split. Right. And that, that wasn't, this wasn't someone who, um, uh, came to conclusions like that lightly. Right. I'm sure he worked out why that couldn't happen, and he, I'm sure he has it written down somewhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but just to show that, you know, even things as, you know, uh, even ideas as big as that, as progressive as he was, were hard for him to wrap his, his brain around at mm-hmm. that time. That was one of the cool things, too, and you kind of reminded me with, with what you were saying, was that uh, when he would imagine new inventions, apparently, before he ever wrote anything down or drew it out on, you know, on, on, anywhere on the drawing board, he would imagine it inside and out in his own head and flip it, turn it around, spin it, you know what I mean? Very much like we were talking about Tony Stark. Yeah. He, you know, how he plays with that, you know, you know, in the movies where he yes. flips it, turns He would do that in his mind over and over again until he got it completely working, and then he would just go build it. That's yeah. awesome. He basically said that uh, 
Every invention was designed perfectly with his imagination first. So it's just, that's kind of where he was, you know? I mean, he was at that, that level where he could just do that. And it brought us all those wonderful inventions. Not to mention the Ziggy Stardust tour. 71, baby! <laughs> <laughs> oh, David Bowie is bad Pierce Brosnan impression. <laughs> I'm watch going that, to invent the coil. <laughs> watch that movie and then think of Pierce Brosnan. Close your eyes and think of Pierce Brosnan and you'll be like, oh shit. It's David Bowie doing a, a Pierce Brosnan impression. No shit. Yeah, oh, totally is. Good. That gives me another excuse to, to watch that movie again. Yeah, it's a good movie. <laughs> yeah, it really good. is. Yeah. But I don't, I feel like there should be a Tesla movie. Like, if I, anyone's life is ripe for, like, one of those oh, yeah. biopics, you know, just follow his trajectory. Oh, yeah. I watched a, I watched a movie that was uh, called Master of Lightning. That is a, like a, That's just know, a Metallica documentary. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> But it was, I mean, it was yeah, okay. Yeah. It's, I, I gotta be honest with you. No, it, you're thinking of Ride the Puppets. Oh, that's <laughs> it, that yeah. Is. <laughs> no, 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 that's actually, that's about like Frank Oz. Oh, <laughs> 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 oh, no, I was just saying, I didn't, it wasn't all that great. <laughs> it was but all that to good. say. A good Tesla movie. Yes. Like, you know, yes. like an Academy Award winning, like, oh, yeah, Oscar yeah. bait kind of film. Like Adrian Brody or something. Yeah. You yeah. know, he's tall and lanky. Yes. Well, he just, did, uh, he just did Houdini. He'd, he'd make oh, a right? much better Tesla than Houdini. I think Houdini yeah. was famously a short man with lots of muscle, and Adrian Brody is the opposite. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. He's, he's lean and tall. Sorry, yeah. we're not talking about movies, but I was, yeah. I was like, what the hell are you doing up there? And Tom Cruise is John Reacher. What the hell's going on? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> World's upset at. Jesus. Yeah, fire all these casting people. Jeez. <laughs> no, I, when we, you guys were talking about doing the Tesla show, it reminded me, I just watched the Going Clear documentary about Scientology. Oh, yeah. On uh, the HBO documentary. And there was a random Tesla story, well, a Tesla coil story in that about L. Ron Hubbard, which I thought was kind of entertaining. Uh, basically, at the end of his life, L. Ron Hubbard was starting to lose it. And more. He never had No, no, it. he was losing it well, more. But like... I invented Nikola Tesla! <laughs> <laughs> like, however he was keeping it together. He's it was, a third the level was, guy. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so he wanted to have his body cleaned of all the Thetans, you know. And yes, so, yes. So, and he was at a point where he went to one of his guys and was like, build me a machine basically to kill this body that's failing mm -hmm. so that I can just become spirit and, uh, you know, just move on to the next phase. And so he goes to this guy, uh, I'm going to say Foth, I don't know how to, but it's P-F-A-U-T-H. Okay, yeah, that sounds right. Foth. Uh, um, he, you know, that guy, he's interviewed in the book, and he says he wanted to drop that body and leave, and he told me basically that he failed all the work he'd done. He failed, and so he basically wanted a suicide machine, so he said, I figured that building a Tesla coil was the best way to go, and so he hooked up the the uh, thing that they do the intakes on, the little rod that they hold to a Tesla coil, mm -hmm. and basically just scared the crap out of L. Ron Hubbard <laughs> to have this big shock and kind of like knock him back to be right. like, there, you did it. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. He blew up the E-meter. That's what it is, right. the E-meter. I yeah. mean, the E-meters that they do the off yeah. with is basically a small Tesla coil. Yeah, it right? is a Tesla coil, but he hooked yeah. up like a giant one to it. Oh, okay. just a, awesome. Yeah. But yeah, they basically stole a Tesla coil to do the E-meter awesome. that you just hold on to and it gives the read. That's an exciting right. That's an exciting thing to hear that Nikola Tesla scared the crap out of Elrod. <laughs> <laughs> from the grave. Oh, my God. 
Now we should, here's what we should do is get just a bit, just a bit of Tesla's ashes, mix it in with some whiskey, throw that back, and then take a piss on Edison's grave. <laughs> Let's go do it. We all need to take a pilgrimage. I believe he's, uh, I believe he's actually interned in Serbia. So oh, okay. that, you know, we have to go. To go. <laughs> we should make that a holiday. We need a Tesla day where that's what everyone does. Well, yeah, but he died in um, New York City. I mean, uh, do you guys know how his remains got back to Serbia? Did his family come get them? I can't imagine he had a lot of yeah. I couldn't. Religion. I couldn't actually find it. Uh, oh, he okay. had a son. Uh, no, 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 no son. Sorry, that'd be crazy if he had a son. I made one. He, <laughs> he was, half, half he was a robot. He was a robot. Half He's pigeon, all white robot. With <laughs> I love that pigeon. <laughs> Only oh. eats bread. Right. No, he had a, a brother, sorry, a brother, who ended up getting the, the bulk of his belongings after, mind you, after the federal government came into his right. house after he died, took all of his work, and then held on to it for over a year or so, yeah. and then and slowly, slowly divvy- releasing yep. it. Slowly divvying it out you know, it's after funny. they've sourced it all out. When- and all that stuff, here's funny, uh, all that stuff went to the facility that is known as Area 51. You see? That's, that's, no, the actual building, it was all shipped there. I love it. Because when I first started hearing about Tesla, I became curious. And when I get curious about anything um, nerdy, it, to this day, I still go to my dad, who is the, he is the 20th century proto-nerd. He was awesome. <laughs> still awesome. And I asked him why we know so much about Edison and not so much about Tesla. And he said, well, the things that Tesla invented, the government took and is not going to tell anybody. Right. It's like, it's like what they did with the, uh, the Nazis. You know, right. a- after we won the war, we took all of the information about the rockets and everything, and that became our property. Well, that's right. basically how we built NASA. Yeah, yeah. But I'm, I'm saying, like, we did the same thing with, with uh, Tesla's. And we may never yeah. hear about it because th- there, there are plans in there that I'm sure, if, no, I'm complete speculation. <laughs> if we developed them today, it would mean cheaper power. You but know. how do you think we got these? <laughs> yeah, right? Well, that's because we... I'm waving my phone around. I think yeah. we <laughs> <Yeah>. Sorry. <laughs> that's good podcasting. That's because we back, backward engi- backwards engineered it from those time travelers that came back. Of course. Tesla's work should be in a museum. <laughs> <laughs> Not again, Dr. Jones. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we just want to thank Hobo Radio for coming by. Uh, Joel and Lars, thank you so much for talking about Tesla. And uh, if you want to hear the second half of this, you're going to have to check out Hobo Radio. Uh, and all you have to do is uh, is type in Hobo Radio into your, what's that thing called? Podcatcher? Right? Tesla phone. Your Tesla, Tesla phone? phone? <laughs> yeah. Into your Tesla phone. We didn't even get into Tesla Motors, right? No. I mean, they, you that's know, a whole thing. That's a whole thing. You know, we'll, we'll do a whole SpaceX, podcast on that, Tesla. maybe. Yeah. It's a <laughs> I, whole thing. I doubt it. But wait, wait for them to sponsor you guys. And yeah, and then, and then we'll discuss <laughs> we'll it. We'll come back. Yeah. So, <laughs> but uh, we're going to continue this conversation on, uh, on uh, Hobo Radio, and make sure you check us out over there, and make sure you check those guys out. Thank you guys for coming so much. Thank you. I Thank love you. it. It's always so, fun. Yeah. Bye. I love pigeons. <laughs> I love that bird. I, I love mean, my dead gay bird. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Curioso Podcast. You can tweet us at Curioso Podcast. You can email us feedback at thecurioso.com. You can Facebook us 
facebook.com backslash the curioso podcast check out our merchandise on zazzle.com backslash curioso podcast you can also check out our videos youtube.com backslash curioso podcast on the left hand side of the curioso.com you can help support the show by clicking on our donate link and if you're a real curioso we need you to go on and give us a great five-star review on itunes it will help us get more listeners and it'll make you feel good about yourself Oh, put it on mine. Okay. So, well, you definitely didn't get it. I'll just let me get it. It's like uh, a second one. <laughs> That's the longest pube I've ever seen in my life. Two. It's probably a chest. Oh man, you haven't. It's I haven't probably. A, I haven't manscaped in a while. That's probably a chest hair. So I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I like chest hair. Get on the microphone. As soon as he bought him. Oh, and it's just the foam <sighs> cover. Just the foam cover. I just put them in my nipples. Let me do the standard check here. <laughs> right. Testing. Feels good. Testing. I hope uh, you weren't wearing that as a wire on a sting operation. I wouldn't be <laughs> I don't think they would pass. No, I don't think they... I think they notice. Yeah, just... Actually, uh, <laughs> I am definitely not wearing. I, I'm wearing wire. the first pacemaker, and I'm kind of sensitive about it. It would just be a microphone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a whole one. Oh, that's great. Oh, this is why I love this show. Yeah. <laughs> I feel so much more laid back. If there was like, a pregnant pause in our show, we would stare at each other and go, "What?" Yeah, we start panicking. <laughs> and we're like, "Shit! Someone talk! <laughs> Anything! Quickly!" <laughs>